Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon and welcome, everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Great to be with you. Mic check, mic check. Are we all right in there? That was hot. Whoa. Did you hear that in your own ear? Yeah, that killed me. That was bizarre. I'm Jeff. That's Tom Trichter, Matthew. And else. Hey, bear with us. Technical issue is we about... In our ears bleed to start the show. I'm so happy. Look at my ears. <laughs> the cans were ahead of the ears. I was saved. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on there. We're going to have to check what's going on with these mics as we get the day started. Uh, yes, we're ready to go, whether the mics are or not. Happy Balls Wednesday to each and every one of you. We begin today's show with a hearty... Uh, Hang in there to our folks uh, further south in the state. Uh, obviously, talking about that area around uh, Naples and thereabouts. Um, hopefully, everybody is doing okay uh, so far, and that uh, everybody's in a safe place and uh, hunkered down. Um, as as we move forward here, uh, a lot of you will continue to have questions about the game. I think it's going to be played. That's my opinion. I am not. Uh, hearing anything otherwise, anything to the contrary. Now, if we do, we will most assuredly tell you guys throughout uh, the course of the show, if FSU has another release, we'll let you know. I know uh, as of uh, yesterday, uh, all systems go for this football game. Tallahassee, if we're being honest, has been uh, you know, greatly spared in this situation. Um, the, the rest of the state dealing with a lot of stuff, but... Uh, doesn't look like anything but um, kind of easy breezy times, knock on wood, for uh, us here in Tallahassee. Uh, maybe some rain and some slight winds, but uh, I think Saturday come 3.30, at least judging from all the models and everything you're hearing from the experts, and I'm certainly not pretending to be one. I'm reading and listening just like you guys are. Um, it doesn't appear uh, that we're going to have any problems playing this football game on Saturday. Uh, now, Coach Clawson at Wake Forest thinks otherwise. And I'm sure it's just because he's concerned about the storm. I'm, I'm sure that's, that has to be what it is. Um, some bizarre comments that he ended up walking back, I think probably as he heard himself say it, perhaps maybe took a second, I don't know, like a few minutes after he said it, realized that it did make a lot of sense because there are some implied things within the uh, statement that he made that 
I think you could take the wrong way if you were an official at Florida State. I think that maybe you could take umbrage with. His quote, if you don't know uh, what I'm talking about, it, uh, it reads as follows. You certainly hope the ACC office makes the right decision. Now, I want to stop there, Tom, as we parse this. So I, I, I'm just kind of wondering what, what that is. I mean, does he think that the officials of the ACC or that Florida State's officials would put their fans and athletes in danger or in peril in any way? Uh, yeah, Florida State would. That's what he's saying. Okay. Because what that implies is Florida State is not going to do the right thing. Hopefully the league office does. Correct. So you read it the same way I did. So then from there he went on to say, if they don't, we will, which is whatever, bravado. You know, you'd pump up your fans with stuff like that. We're not going to travel down there and put anybody at risk. Oh, but we desperately want you to. I mean, we want all of your players and your fans and your personnel to be in grave danger so that we can play a football game. Uh he notes that they're monitoring the weather. Good. Most of us do. Obviously, this is in the league's hands, in Florida State's hands. He mentions Florida State's hands last, of course. We would hope that they would make the right decision. But if we feel that there is any danger to our players, we're not going to go. Well, that's fine. Um, <laughs> Why even play the game of football? Just... I mean, period. You know, your players are in danger anytime they take the field. Uh, What's the threshold here would be my question. He went on to say, um, you know, listen, let's just assume here that we're all adults. Nobody, no rational player is ever going to ask a team to, to get on a flight if there is any danger in taking said flight to said destination. No, nobody, nobody at Florida State, no coach, no player, nobody, nobody in the league office, man. Nobody's going to be like, well, you know, guys, it is just a 12% chance that the plane crashes in these terrible winds as you land in Tallahassee. But we think it's worth it. Come on down. Let's try to get this football game in and hope like hell that the 88% chance that you land safely holds true. Now, I do say that 12% is harrowing and makes one a little nervous, but... We think it's worth the risk. Nobody's doing that, dumbass. Nobody. If it were 2% risk because of the weather, no, they wouldn't do that. This is just a whole lot of nonsense. It's not just the flight. It's the hotel. Oh, what about the hotel? Does it have electricity? These are his quotes. Nope. The town is burning down all around us. That's why we need football, Dave. Please, by all means, get down here. We need a distraction from the destruction of Tallahassee. Are they going to be able to feed you? No. None of us have eaten in days. You can't go down there and not have food. <laughs> Dave, come on, man. Uh, it's, it's, if, if you're cynical, you'd say that they don't want to play the game right now. They just got on the heels of the got off the heels of the Clemson game, a little beat up. It's a tough ask to go on the road and play this game. And if he can find a way out of the game, he's going to find a way out of the game because it probably behooved them to play it in a few weeks from now, right after we've played NC State and Clemson. I get it, man. I, I understand. Um, it's just a strange thing for him to do. Um, 
Yeah, <laughs> no, it's grandstanding to put the ball back in Florida State's court, but which is why I was for... glad that Michael Alford at six o'clock was like, "Dude, you know, look." Well, this is what he said following our pace. most recent briefing today with authorities, university administration, transportation officials, security, law enforcement, and emergency responders. We remain confident that we'll be able to play safely play and host Saturday's football game against Wake Forest at its scheduled kickoff time. Yeah, that was a nice retort. That's a nice way of saying, "Dude." Come on, man. If the model switches and it's coming for us, we're not playing a football game. We know that. And yesterday, that was the, that was a critical day to know yeah, whether right, or not. Right. We, we talked about this on Monday. I mean, By the time you get to where we are right now, you better have an idea of where that thing's going and what your plan is going to be. To move the game to Sunday, to move it to October 22nd, whatever it is. But, you know, not to sound callous because we're speaking about the logistics of a football game, not the safety of the state. The moment that this thing shifts east and lands farther south in the state of Florida than was anticipated even 48 to 72 hours ago, that's the moment you can green light this thing. And moreover, you might want to hang out in Tallahassee for an extra day or two when you get down here. You know why? It'll be safer for you than being up in Winston-Salem on Saturday. He went on to, you know, I I think possibly realizing uh, how it sounded, he circled back, some would say walked back, his comments. Oh, he knew. In which he said, "He knew he screwed up." We really want to play. We absolutely want to play, but only if it's safe. Well, right, man. Right. That's what you could have said at the outset, dude. Also, you didn't have to say it. It's implied. Everybody understands that you're not going to put you, your staff, your players, your fans' lives in danger to play a football game. Nobody. No, that's it. It does. It goes unsaid. Yeah, and if I'm a Wake fan, I'm saying you sound more scared than you coached the last couple of minutes of that football game on Saturday, Coach. Because if you're saying it's in the league's hands, that means that you're pinning blame on your opponent before you guys are even playing a football game. Well, it's just as though we're going to ignore a Cat Four storm. We're saying kick it off. Well, right. That's my point. I don't care. The air raid sirens are going off. Let's go play. I mean, it was almost rhetorical. Like he was just talking aloud, and then realized, oh man, that. That actually doesn't sound real good. Well, what he admitted was, I didn't expect to be asked this many questions about the hurricane. That was one of his preambles to his third answer or fourth answer on the topic. He went on to say, I don't know right now. It's only Tuesday. I'm sure every day we'll get more information. We have to be prepared to play a football game. You're right. You do. You do. And... You know, it's it it is fascinating to hear because I I don't know I've never thought no. of Dave Clawson as uh, dumb in any way I've never thought of him uh, and callous and, and and manipulative in that way um, I'm not going to prattle on about this for too much longer it's it easy it, it's easy to dismiss obviously it is strange to imply that in some bloodthirsty manner, Florida State officials are warning urgent, uh, uh, ignoring urgent warnings of uh, pending doom in order to right. play a football game. Like, that is, come on, man. No, it's it's completely disingenuous. And I agree. That I said, oh, man, don't tell me you're about that life. Because he also likened it to COVID. Feels like the situation's like COVID. No, it's not. No, it doesn't seem no, it's like not. COVID. You could go to bed on Friday with your full team and your roster at your disposal, wake up on Saturday and half of it's gone, and you're not playing. Right. By Friday, we're, that thing's going to be past us. Yeah. What are you talking about? So Dave made a fool of himself yesterday. I don't know that it makes any impact whatsoever on the game. Just something to note that, that okay, duly noted, Dave. Got it. You're that guy. Uh, should be, I think, judging by what we're um, projecting or what the weather 
experts are projecting, not only is the game likely to be played uh, Saturday at 3.30 against Wake Forest, it might be absolutely lovely. Well, I think everybody should explore how lovely it is at Hotel Indigo at 12.30 <laughs> on Saturday afternoon for the War Chant Game Day presented by Zaxby's pregame show. I'm not going to top Hotel Indigo and endanger my life to entertain the masses yep. with a pregame show for a football game that should have been canceled three days ago, Tom. Well, I can tell you there will be food, first of all. So we will eat? Is mm-hmm. there electricity? Well, I mean... <laughs> Short of me being there on Saturday, I suppose there is an infinitesimal chance that there might not be electricity, Jeff. Is that enough for you to cancel the show? Well, I, I think we need to think long and hard about our priorities. <laughs> Eric uh, writes, FSU is going to Blake, blow Wake out. They're scared to play. Come on down to Tallahassee. Woo! Thanks for the contribution, as always, Eric. If Wake is ready to play, uh, I don't think Florida State will blow them out. I do think... Oh. I do think Florida State can win the game, and I'm excited about the game, and I think it's a great test, and it's one of three straight that will help define what Florida State's capable of doing this year in terms of the conference, the, well, the division, the conference, and obviously what we're going to project. Uh, <laughs> will the water be running, Tom? That's from Ian. Clausen well, um, will be. But this is this is this is a big stretch, and it's the start of a big stretch, and I'm I'm hunkering down for that, Tom. I'm very very excited about this stretch because honestly, what you achieve by winning those first four games in the manner in which you won them uh, is ratcheted up expectations and the chance that you are a contender to win the Atlantic Division of the ACC. You you are in the conversation. There's no denying that. Whether you think they will win it or not, they are most assuredly in the conversation. Something else to point out here. If while we're talking about uh, grandiose expectations and perhaps a massive shift in what we thought possible uh, before the year to where we are now, uh, I've been noticing the weekly updates from Bill Conley, ESPN College Football Insider, and inventor of SP plus and FPI and all that other stuff. And he ranked all of the uh, undefeated teams. And, and he did that a week ago too, but he, he went back and ranked the, the college football's remaining 21 undefeated teams. He's got Florida state 15th right now. Okay. Um, and, and it's close right there with Washington. Um, and I was going through the numbers here and, and it, it's pretty interesting just to read this and say it out loud because it just gets you excited. You can quibble with what you think about whether or not Florida State's better than Washington or NC State or Kentucky or USC, teams that are ahead of them in this ranking. But this is great. After proving their resilience and beating LSU and Louisville by a combined five points, Mike Norvell's Seminoles proved their upside by blowing out Boston College from the start. Jordan Travis needed only 16 completions to amass 321 yards, and the score was 14 to nothing three minutes into the game, 37 to nothing late in the third quarter. This was absolute destruction, and it moved the Knolls up 10 spots in SP+. Now comes a trio of prove-it games. Wake Forest at NC State hosting Clemson. If FSU is still unbeaten on October the 16th, we will begin talking about a legit playoff contender. Yeah. (laughs) Just reading that, just reading that. Yeah. Like, I mean, we've probably all had it race past 
fleetingly so our minds, right? Just our, our minds eye, like what would it what would it be? Oh, I don't want to think about right. That. Like you don't spend a lot of time. So on it. that came up as a consideration question in the post game show on Saturday, and I was not prepared for it. It was a gut punch. Whoa! Because the person still was asking their question after the word came out, the p word, and um, I thought about it for a moment, and I thought, well, I mean, shoot, if you do win your next two games, the week of Clemson. It's a legitimate thing to talk about. It would be. So if you beat Wake sure, and you beat NC State, sure. it is a legitimate thing to talk about. And it's not so far-fetched that you could win both of those games now, is it? No, I, I think the road Saturday night game against North Carolina State is going to be a very tall task. But are you asking if it's winnable? Of course it is. Right. Of course it is. I'm not saying it's likely per se. Right, I'm just, just saying, saying. Is it winnable? Yeah, it's a winnable game. Um, NC State will be favored in that game in all likelihood, regardless of what happens in their game this weekend. Um, sure. But, but, but I, would, I would say that, yeah, do we, do we sit here today believing that it's more of a, a distinct possibility than before the season began? Yes, I had chalked this up, the game against NC State, that is, as a, pretty much a definitive loss. Um, given what they are with the defensive front, uh, I, I didn't think we could block them. We may, we may not be able to. I don't know. Let's get to that game when we get to that game. Yeah, this Let's go ahead and win this game because this this strikes me, weather permitting, and I don't mean that at Dave Clawson's expense, weather permitting, if it's not awful uh, and it doesn't look to be, this strikes me as a shootout. It, well, I was very, very impressed. I finally did go deep dive into the game start to finish. In the second half, I hadn't seen because of you know Indigo. I, I saw the end of the fourth quarter and the overtime Yeah, because we were setting up for our Saturday broadcast. I got to tell you, Wake's defense impressed me because of what they do, which is they say if we're going to make a mistake, it's 100 miles an hour. They yeah. don't wait. They don't wait for a thing. And DJ is not as quick of a decision maker as Jordan Travis, but Jordan has to be on his P's and Q's. If he hesitates for a second, they're in the backfield. And it's not because their front four is going to obliterate Florida State's offensive line. It's just because they don't wait for you to consider what you're going to do. It's almost like the opposite yeah. of their offense, where their offense will wait you out. Wait. Or hold, days. Hold. Hold. Correct. Yeah, if their yeah, offense yeah. operates in days, then their defense wants to operate in nanoseconds. Yeah. So that challenges you to make a quick decision and make a correct decision. But if you do, you can chunk kill them plays. For big oh, plays. my goodness. I, I saw the same thing, Tom, when I watched that game. The, the thing that I would point out, though, is, and I know the answer to this question, so this truly is rhetorical. Do we believe in Jordan Travis? Right. Yeah. So my point would be, this could be a big afternoon for this receiving core and this and and again they've got one of two ways they can choose to go about attacking this defense and wake will help dictate that whatever they decide to do with their personnel do they decide to load up and stop the run and and, and they can't play back play back and play zone they're worse than us at it yeah so my point would be if they're going to do that then we're going to get a lot of one-on-ones and opportunities to really kind of dominate in in and I trust Jordan Travis to pre-snap that. And then I would say if they, they play off in any way and they want to keep everything in front of them, we can run the football. Legitimately, the more fun takeaway from watching that, which is, again, that Wake is, Wake is going to make some plays in the backfield, I think, defensively speaking. It's just that our offense is better than Clemson's offense. I'm sorry. Oh, the it personnel right might not be better when you look at blue chip ratio, but yeah. this offense is more multifaceted. The it's only part smarter. That's not, the only part that's not is player-for-player player offensive line. Maybe in terms of blue chip ratio, but that offensive line got obliterated by a four-man rush, and I'm interested to see if we hold up better than they do in that particular part of the game. 
Clemson's offensive line has me on this alert now. I'm looking at them. I think their offensive line is as good as ours, if not better. So it does concern me that we're going to see some breakdowns in that situation. I, I would also say that for all of the successes that you're pointing to for Wake's defense in that game at times, I mean, that, that point total and that yardage total suggests Clemson did a lot of what they wanted to do offensively as well. DJ threw the ball effectively most of the afternoon. And any of the breakdown plays, he ended up with huge chunk plays. He did. The funny thing about him, there will be times when he makes exceptional throws, and he made about four or five of them in really this game. Throws, yeah. Really good throws. Really good throws. But then there are times where it's almost as though the defense is saying, DJ, what's two plus two? And then right. he'll go like seven, four, carry the three, four. And he gets it right. <laughs> and you're like, man, that took way too long for you to come to the correct conclusion. Right. Whereas Jordan is going to be quicker to tell you four, which means that the big plays are going to happen. I think so. I think so. I, I lead this, I'm again, leaning towards this being a bit of a shootout. Unless we choose also to keep the ball out of their hands, which might be a wise idea. Depending on the personnel you have back or don't. If you don't have verse back and you don't have love it back, and I don't know about either, if I were guessing, I'd tell you there's a better chance verse plays, just judging by what we saw on the sidelines this past week. And this morning, he was a part of our War Chant TV practice footage, right. walking along the sidelines. Right. He looks pretty healthy. Again, I'm not a doctor, but he looks pretty healthy. In terms of Fabian Lovett, I mean, we see him, and you know he's not healthy. He's not ready. So if you can get verse back, I think it's a real big deal to help blow up this mesh and, and, and create some negative plays. Uh, but without him, then I do think it's a, a high-scoring affair, and I might be inclined to run the ball down their throat and keep the ball out of Hartman's hands. That's what I'm interested in seeing is, can we? Because they'll tee off on the run and they'll cheat against it. They'll and cheat so, against it, but this is where you would incorporate Jordan's legs a week sooner than we thought we would need to. Precisely. Yeah. Jeff Cambridge, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Good to be with you on a Balls Big Wednesday. The circling back of uh, our discussion about what's possible and if that game is played and the Knowles are to win it, what would be at stake over the you know next two weeks against NC State and Clemson. There is a lot of interest as we watch uh, – NC State this week against Clemson, right? I mean, this is um, this little rotation for Clemson, NC State, and Florida State couldn't come at a better time. I mean, this is you—you you have everybody vying for the belt here in a condensed version because 
NC State Clemson this week. Clemson just played Wake. Wake and us this week. We play NC State next week and Clemson the week after. So you have all these rotating. This is fun. This is where you really do get a sense because a lot of times if a team plays, say we were to play NC State week two and then Clemson played in week nine, it's a different team yeah, altogether. Yeah. So we, we, this is a little bit better in comparing and contrasting what teams are or are not. Now, obviously, games are played and people get healthy or they get hurt and all that other stuff. So we'll, we'll monitor all that. But, yeah, we got a nice little grouping here. Well, that's why I love what the piece that will be on Warchant tomorrow breaking down Wake Forest. I love that they played Clemson just now because there are no more secrets. You know, that's the game that Clawson yeah. had circled in the offseason, and it, this was the litmus test for them if they've taken the next step. And they were very, very close to doing so. If only he had the guts in the fourth quarter to go for it a little bit more, maybe they would have finished and they would be a top 12 team, top 10 team in the country coming down to Tallahassee. But at any rate, for evaluation purposes, it's great. And the ACC League office did us a favor. We're playing Wake after we play Clemson. We're playing NC State after they play Clemson. Now, the turnabout is fair play moment is Clemson gets a bit of a breather after we go through this two-game gauntlet and we host the Tigers and Dabo Sweeney. We'll be pretty tired and beleaguered at that point. So cash in with your wins early if you can because the payoff would be after Clemson a bye week in Georgia Tech to recoup. Schedule, it's as good as it can be for this kind of a sequence. It is, and I think Florida State is a good football team. We've graduated to saying that Florida State's a good football team. I don't think they're a great football team, but one thing they are doing exceptionally well, they are getting uh, so much out of the pieces they do have. I mean, these guys play so hard, and they're playing faster more violent, more uh, – I think they've been, without question, Those we talk about how winning affects the psyche. Yes, it matters. You get ranked and all the descriptors that come with winning a bunch of games. But more than anything, you begin to believe you can win a bunch of games. You begin to believe you're going to win games. You can be down in games and it doesn't phase you. You don't see the turtling effect that you just talked about with Clawson. You don't see that. You see guys emboldened by success. And Florida State had been down for so long that getting these wins, two of them being extremely close and and testing your mettle, getting these wins, now you see guys who take the field with a whole lot of what for. And I'm always asking for it because football is not a game for the bashful. And if you're going to make mistakes, make them fast, make them violent, and you know, remind an individual or two that, uh, yep, that was a successful play, but I'm here, I'm here, you know. And and Florida State didn't always do a very good job of that. Uh, that was the, the maddening aspect of these down years, these horrifically down years, is that in addition to losing football games, there were times that I wasn't real clear that they cared to be involved in said football games. That's not going to be the case at any point this year, and there won't become a time where they don't fight because that has become abundantly clear. They love each other. And the coaches have talked a lot about that too. That's got to be the most exciting thing in the world. Every coach I've ever spoken to said once it becomes the player's team, you have a different set of rules, a different set of circumstances, not the way that you go about instructing them or – motivating them, but but rather what you're capable of. Yeah, I, I agree, and I saw a team that was all those things that you described play only two and a half quarters on Saturday, yeah. You know, a starting group, and that's critical yeah. because, spoiler alert, I'm going to do the uh, War Chant report a little bit later today, I think I'd pick Wake if the su- circumstances were neutral, given how healthy Florida State is or how, how healthy we're not. The, the guys were missing at key positions. But the circumstances of this game could not be better 
for Florida State. What Clemson is coming off of physically and emotionally, because they put that game on a pedestal and they couldn't get the job done. That Florida State, obviously, is hosting the game. We'll see what the attendance is like. A lot of fans from affected areas in the state of Florida, and we hope that, obviously, this week is going as safely as possible for all of you. So I don't know how many of them are going to make it to Doe Campbell and what that means for the, you know the atmosphere. It might be a little less than Boston College for that reason. But the game's at home, and you're coming off of a laugher against Boston College, one in which you proved you were mature enough to handle the task yeah, in front of you. To go blow somebody out who's there to be blown out. All of those circumstances converging, and it matters much more in college than pro for this kind of stuff it really tilts the scale in Florida State's favor to a degree that I understand why Vegas has FSU favorite. Does it mean we're guaranteed to win the game? No, not even close. But sometimes these things all point against you, and you can feel that on the other side of it when you're saying, man, can we really summon this kind of energy again after what we went through last week? That's not the place we're in. That's the place Wake is in. Almost seems inappropriate, Scooter Knoll. It's fair that you asked me, and I get it because I know you, and it comes from a good place. Uh... <laughs> I would say ordinarily, and not even because we're actually dealing with a hurricane in the state of Florida, I would ordinarily say, yeah, this feels a bit like a Cat 5 maintain. I mean, it's been a long-running descriptor on the show. We're not going to shy away from that. I would tell you that this would ordinarily feel like, like that. The only thing that maybe keep this as a Category 4 or 3 as opposed to a Cat 5 maintain, we're just talking about partying levels and yeah, focus okay. and energy and all that, would be that it's 3.30. I've normally issued these cats, uh, if you will, when it's an 8 o'clock kick and there is a lot riding on the game, two ranked teams, possibility of advancing your cause to get to uh, a championship game, a, a playoff game these days, th that kind of thing. I haven't always done it for certainly not nooners or 3.30 games. Occasionally, occasionally. Yeah, I'd say the one thing that would um, up the maintain for me, the weather on Friday night is going to be gorgeous, and the weather on Saturday morning is going to be gorgeous. Oh, yeah, and that it, invigorates, in it invites you. Yeah, it invigorates the soul at 10 a.m., whereas maybe you're shaking off the cobwebs at 10 a.m. because you went hard on a Friday night. Wherever you choose to in Tallahassee, you could be at a place Corner like Pocket. Bar and Grill, where myself and Corey Clark will uh, saddle up and have a conversation at 5.30 this Friday. 2475 Appalachie Parkway. That's where the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill is located. We will be there. We are for home games. Good times. We call it the tentacles of the Corner Pocket. It's mm. got a strange ability, maybe well, not so strange. It'll hold you. For 6 p.m. to turn into 10 p.m. with a quickness. You know what it does? It holds the elderly with a firm grasp. You can't get them out of there. Uh, anybody over the age of, say, 65, you got zero chance to get them removed from the premises. Who could you be speaking of? I'm just saying. Somehow. Who fits that description Those that tentacles you know? wrap hold of these gentlemen of advanced years, and you cannot get them out, no matter how many times you implore them. Mm-hmm. That there are uh, born before 1949, maybe. How about that, <laughs> folks? Born before 1949. It's just unbelievable. It does the have those, it those tentacles, and and if you get hit by the tentacles, and then you make it home safely, and then you wake up the next day, if it's 94 and sticky outside, you may stay in bed a little longer. You might do that, but if it's got a crisp 65 or 68 in the air at 9, 10 in the morning, you're on your way to the tailgate lot, and you're singing as you're doing it. You still can. You still can. Just. Keep it together. It's a 3.30 kick. I do wonder, uh, 
you know, I Florida State has not been in a great position for a long time to a sell out a football game, as documented repeatedly by the network last week. Uh, but moreover, I would say they haven't been in a position to benefit from the hard work and the success on the football field with a series of games that are sellouts in a very long time. And unfortunately, I think they are going to be affected this weekend in a game that otherwise would be absolutely a sellout, uh, given Florida State's stature right now in the top 25 and the way that they've played coming off that BC win. Uh, let's just let's just face it. Uh, there's no chance that um, that that place is anywhere close to being a sellout. I mean, I, I can't imagine that it is. And again, I know there are bigger concerns. Of we course. hope everybody's all right. That's a given. We're all adults yeah, here. But I, I can't imagine that it's going to be anything close You're not going to be the university and, and do something so cold as to reach out and say, hey, we see you're uh, you're from uh, Palm Harbor, Florida. Is there any chance you could send the tickets up here? We could distribute them to Noel fans who can make it to the building. You know, you're not going to do that because you're a human being, <laughs> and so there's going to be huge swaths of this fan base that just physically can't make it to the game. I, my hope is though that maybe they could do run some calculations and say, all right, we can sell an extra five thousand standing room only tickets or something along those lines. Let the locals go to the game and you know fill out the gaps a little bit. Cross your fingers, and again, uh, any updates today, because we keep getting asked about it, I will, of course, pass it along as of right now. We are Dave Clawson. We have electricity. far as I know, there are still food in the area by which to feed you and your uh, football players. Hotels are still open. I think I think we can, as of right now, say that the football game is on for 3.30 on Saturday. And if you're nice to us, we may even give you the super-secret cell tower that we have here in town so you can connect your phone connect to, your loved ones? to the world. Yeah. But you got to be nice. What about an internet pass? Will we give them the code to the internet? May need an apology. May need an apology for that. It's Jeff Cambridge, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Lucky, married a yuppie, took him for all he was worth. Hey, by the way, we can get I'm gonna get past the snark for a second and embrace the giddiness that comes with walking outside this morning with a fresh cup of joe as the uh, sun was threatening to rise and feeling the football wins for the first time this year, the legit football wins. It was there in full force, a solid right there to start your day. Maggie didn't even want to come in. She just looked at me like, what do you mean come in? What are we doing? Let's just stand out here. Let's just stand out here. I got to fix the kids' lunch. Maggie, come on in. Stay out here if you want to then. And she never does. It was great. Today will be the first day post-March, I guess, maybe April, in which the back deck is open all day. Forget about it. Just leave it all. We're done. It was glorious. And then I thought about what a sneaky good weekend it is, not just because of the matchup we have against Wake Forest, but if we get, we, you know, start looking at this, you have some games of note this weekend. Even a Friday night 10-30 jobber. Look Ooh. at us here, a little Washington at UCLA in the Rose Bowl. Oh, my. Okay. UCLA's favored. 
Well, it's unfortunate that we don't have a um, an 8 p.m. kick here in Tallahassee. That would be a tough commodity to stay up for and, and enjoy and then turn around for the pregame. Yeah, well, hey, buddy, you got to buck up. It's football season. What if Washington-UCLA comes down 24-24 with two minutes to play and you're snoozing away? Well, then I'll be in a better position to do my job on Saturday. No, man. You can't miss these games. The season ends. You're like, oh, I could have done more. Could have seen more games. How do you feel about the 24 and a hook for Utah State traveling to BYU tomorrow night? Utah State is one of four FBS teams that is 0-4 against the spread this year, Tom. They can go to hell. Okay. All right. I have soured on Utah State significantly. I have been on a roller coaster ride, guys. I have to tell you, I have either been good or awful. I can't I can't get into a rhythm. Normally I settle into a rhythm here, Tom. It's like you and I are out there playing golf and I go birdie triple. And then it's par double. It's just, I can't get into a rhythm. I'd like to string some pars together, man. I'm having a tough time settling into that comfort zone where I go, oh, I know what you are. I know who you are. I got this. No, I can't say that. But I was saying it's a sneaky good weekend. Kentucky at Ole Miss. Great game. Surprisingly good game between Oklahoma at TCU. Yeah, it's a six and a half point line. It's a good game. Texas Tech at Kansas State. Won't watch it. Not going to watch it. Fairly interesting game. The battle of two Big 12 surprises. Oregon State at number 12, Utah. Cam Rising and the boys have bounced back nicely since that opening day loss. 3-0 against the the, uh, the the spread this season as a double-digit favorite is Utah. They are a double-digit favorite again this weekend. Alabama at Arkansas. Oh, little Woo Pig Suey. Woo Pig Suey. Come on, Sam. Let's get these boys bouncing we back. We should have won last week. That is a crazy bounce off the bar. It's a weird kick. Just a weird kick. Why couldn't the ball be round? Oklahoma State at Baylor. McLean Stadium, Tom. Oh, yeah, McLean. Always. Wake and Florida State. Texas A&M at Mississippi State. Davis Wade Stadium, Tom. Mm. Davis Wade, not Wallace Wade. The Davis Wade. Starkville zone. It was Wallace's brother. NC State at Clemson. Mm, I can't bleed the rock anymore. I think I'm done. I got everybody. I got all the ones, man. All the ones that I like. There may be a few others, on the obviously, on the side. But. It's a little disappointing that NC State Clemson is a 7.30 kick and not an 8, 8.15, 8.20 kick like they usually are for the eight, you know those primetime ABC games. Yeah, yeah. That half an hour would make a big difference. For you. Yes. <laughs> it would. It would make a big difference for you. I, I understand. Because I smell a four-hour football game here in Tallahassee if it's the shootout we all feel it's going to yeah, be. Yeah, I fear that you are correct, sir. I don't know that there's a way around it. Um, Domination. Well, That's the way. Know, I, I keep, I'm really wrestling with this. We're supposed to give our score predictions today on the War Chant Report, Tom. And if you're not doing the War Chant Report, which today I'm not, mm-hmm. uh, then you have to you have to – video your your prediction at a later time at some point today. would you like to just do it right now and then yeah on the radio? we are recording three two and one <laughs> no because i'm struggling with this and i'll tell you why i'm struggling i i 
I'm starting to think that Florida State will do as we alluded to earlier, and that is run the ball a little bit more. Uh, I, I, w- I think it would be wise. I don't, I don't trust our defense. I'll just put it that yeah, way. I, I don't mean, trust it. They're, they're better. And they're, look, good defenses look silly against this scheme. Right now they do, yeah. Yeah. Sam Hartman's a good player. And if he has any time, he makes throws. Oh, if he gets 17 pass interference calls, too. And they do. I mean, my God. Not that most of them most weren't of warranted. Most of them were pass interference. But I just I can't stand even his backup that came in. Um, his name escapes me, but he doesn't matter compared to the Hartman. I just hate when a play is bailed out by an awful underthrow. Not an intentional back shoulder I, throw, ha- but an awful underthrow. It, it al- happens all the time with Hartman. It also all happens, the time. It also happens in the NFL with every quarterback. Um, you know, grossly underthrow a pass and you get rewarded. I agree. You know the uncatchable thing where they do this? They should do like the DX thing <laughs> saying that's a terrible throw. <laughs> terrible throw. We're not throwing a flag. Some, some of those guys, though, will intentionally do it. Not as much as the announcers like to give them credit for, but some of them are capable of actually intentionally doing that. I'm just saying last week against Clemson, there were a couple in which he's being tackled as he's throwing the ball. Well, they're moon balls. He's throwing up moon balls, and and there's no chance to defend that. Well, I would tell our Turning around and finding the ball. But I I would tell our corners this week that how normally when you're in phase, you can't really turn around and find the ball in the way that fans want you to. You probably got a chance this week. Right. It, I'd have people yell ball like it was a punt or something or or it was a tip or something. I'd just have them yell it when the mm-hmm. ball was in the air because you probably got a lot of time to adjust. That's the thing. And and if you're fuller, though, you have to almost say, if you get roasted over the top and you do that, I'm, I'm going to defend you to the media. Right. Because this is what we're telling you to do because it looks like there's a 70% chance on those passes it's going to be underthrown unless it's inside the 30-yard line or so because – those throws to the end zone he makes oh, from scoring the range. Best, best in the conference. They're absurd. He, he does it all the They're time. They're so good. They're always on a di- – there are dimes. It's unbelievable. And I I have no reason to dislike him, but I'm beginning to dislike Sam Hartman. Oh, well, he wants 15 yards on every play anytime he That's gets hit. That's probably what it is. That's what it is. Their game so far this year against Mighty VMI, 44-10. to Vanderbilt, 45-25. to Liberty, 37-36, and then, of course, a loss to Clemson in which they scored 45 points. So, um, yes, they have lit up the scoreboard against everybody they have faced. Well, it was interesting in watching that broadcast again. They told McDonough and Joe Tess um, that they want to run the ball only to set up the pass. They don't really care if it succeeds or not, and they will take sacks. They don't care about that either as long as it sets up the pass down the field. Mm-hmm. So there are some years where you watch their offense and they have a legitimate ground game, and it's fearsome. This And Jamie Newman was the quarterback when they had a quarterback run element. That was really something that you had to worry about. This group apparently, and I don't know if it's just because they knew that Clemson's defensive front was so good, but they say we're content to take no gainers or having the quarterback hit because we know what that's going to do. It's going to open up uh, the downfield pass because the safeties have to cheat up. The one thing I will give, uh, it's not the one thing, one of many reasons there are to like Hartman if he's your quarterback uh, beyond the prolific numbers, he has led a lot of late drives these last two years. Uh, Wake scores late in games all the time. I just mentioned the Liberty game. I watched that game. That was a, a fun game. I mean, it was a shootout in the fourth quarter, 17-13 in the fourth. Uh, final score was 37-36. But th- that was 
a drive with under three minutes to play that he goes 72 yards on in, in two minutes. It's just like boop, 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 boop down the field. The thing that's really encouraging from a Florida State perspective about that is the way you approach the BC game is the way you're going to have to approach Wake Forest. By that I mean if Hair you're on fire, if you're up, you keep adding to it. You must oh, keep yeah. adding to yeah, it. Yeah, Clemson's yeah. up fourteen to nothing, and that looks like it's going to be a laugher. The next thing you know, they're down twenty-eight to twenty in the beginning of the third quarter, and you go, "How the hell did that happen?" Wake's a weird team that way. By the way, they've had these kinds of comments you're describing. They were also up twenty to eight at half against Liberty. They were killing them, and then they mm-hmm. gave up fifteen and thirteen in the third and fourth quarters respectively like that got harrowing for no reason just a weird team these games all tend to be if we hadn't turned it over six freaking times and played McKenzie Milton last year and also got screwed by five different horrific calls I still maintain that would have been a game but he can't say if on three different things and have anybody take you seriously I got it but I don't think that game was indicative to the skill level of both teams is all I'm saying and the timing of those calls a year ago were devastating devastating yeah, to me, this is a game where the backs, and we can talk about this more on Saturday, I suppose, but this is where the backs are going to shine, I think. And I don't know if it's traditional run between the tackles. It just it seems like Shipley had – there were a lot of plays that, that maybe DJ didn't find Shipley for mm-hmm. that are very basic reads that Jordan's not going to miss. I mean, I'm talking routes run out of a, a wide receiver position, motion pre-snap, all that kind of stuff. Wake will give up a lot of stuff underneath to the backs. They're cheating deep. Yeah, they don't want to get beat deep. Yeah. And Jordan is not too proud to stand back there and wait. DJ doesn't sometimes know what he's looking at. Next hour, I think we have the Garnet and Gold trivia, right? So we want to tell everybody to get to their uh, computer and get set up. If you're not signed up yet on Warchant.com, this is it. Waning moments, waning hours of the $1 deal for Warchant.com. Let's fire away. Get that membership going right now. Warchant.com. That way you can go to the message boards when we ask the trivia question and you could be the first to answer and win $25 to Garnet and Gold, which doesn't suck. A lot of good gear out this year. A lot of good gear out this year. I've noticed that. And uh, anyhow, you want to be part of that. In the interim, I will just say this as we, we get set. If you're hearing this right now and you or someone you know is active military, a veteran, police officer, firefighter, nurse, or a teacher, Uh, Listen up. My friend Shannon Young, who was in town this past weekend, will likely be in town again this weekend. I hope everything's going all right with him Uh, and his team at the uh, legendary home loans office there. They have a hometown hero loan program designed to make a difference to those who make a difference in their community. It's time to buy a new home, perhaps for you and your family. They'll waive all lender fees for all hometown heroes, saving you over $2,200 Again, school teacher, nurse, firefighter, police officer, veteran, active military, FSUHomeLoans.com. That's FSUHomeLoans.com.